What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs and Chris Shuby Schubert from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Monday episode of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Kyle, Chris, good morning. Good morning. Happy Victory Monday to Chris and myself. What a time to be alive, gentlemen. And what Joe, a time Joe doesn't to be alive. get it yet because they haven't played yet, so that's no slight at Joe. But yeah, Chris, big big dub yesterday, man. Huge, huge dub. Uh, can I share the stat that I shared with you guys in the pre-show with everybody on the show? Yeah, so real quick, I would like to just make sure you have the appropriate recognition here as TDN Draft Dude's producer. And if you are listening to the show for the first time in a while, Chris uh, joined us uh, mid-month last month, and Chris is a Jets fan. So uh, wins this year for the Jets don't look a lot like wins for literally any other team. And uh, Chris pulled out a last-second victory in his bid to have one Trevor Lawrence play quarterback for him next year. So congrats, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. We're one step closer, and the Jags looked good. So everything's trending in, in the Jets' favor uh, after yesterday. But I, I, I found this stat that uh, a colleague of ours, Jamie Eisner, uh, put in our Slack channel from ESPN Stats and Info. On the last play of the game, in which the Jets gave up the Hail Mary touchdown to Henry Ruggs, they sent seven pass rushers sent the house at Derek Carr it is unheard of apparently in ESPN stats and info data set since 2006 so 14 years they have 251 plays that fit these circumstances it was the final 15 seconds of regulation it was between a four and eight point lead and it was 40 plus yards to the end zone so all three of those applied yesterday in the Jets game there have been 251 pass plays run in this exact situation. The Jets are the only team in those 251 plays to send six or more pass rushers. The first team since 2006, since they started collecting the data on this, to do that. So a shout-out to Greg Williams for inventing new ways to give me Victory Mondays. Thank you, Greg. New York Jets MVP. Greg Williams. You know he's already turned down the Houston job. I'm sure he's already turned down the Atlanta. Oh, they've job. all called him up. Detroit. Yeah. Detroit's probably going to call him today. But he he's turned him down. He already he already has, and he saved the dream, the Trevor Lawrence dream. Can can I real quick? Jets is not going to be a super attractive job, right? From a head, head coaching perspective. From a head coaching perspective, two first round picks this year. The ownership, year. ownership. You're talking yeah. about GM job. I'm talking okay. head coaching job. And I dealt with this last year with the Dolphins. What is the incentive for these coaches to tank? Right. And I, I think it was, was it Booger? Somebody on ESPN was like talking with. Uh, Dan Orlovsky about this yesterday because Dan was like, look, Greg Williams, like zero blitzes. That's just who he is. <laughs> Somebody from ESPN, I think it was Booger, was like, 
you greatly underestimate Greg Williams' desire and pettiness to have Adam Gase attached to an 0 and 16 season. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's an accusation so, and a half. So it's like, let me, first of all, since we're talking about it, let me make sure I get the person right. But I was sitting here and I was asking myself, like, what would the motivation for this coaching staff be to tank? And the two I came up with was like, okay, so either it was Booger. Uh, he says, yes, it's who he is, but he also hates the head coach, and you don't think he wants to have 0-16 attached to Adam Gase? You are underestimating Greg Williams. <laughs> Dude, if that's true, man. It's either that or It's either that or Greg's like, thinks he's going to weasel his way into the head coaching job, right? Like those are the only two reasons in which why you would do an actual like tanking call. Because we know nobody in the NFL can run, run one V one with Henry Ruggs. It can't, it can't be done. It's He's the fastest scientifically guy impossible. Right. Yes. Especially anyone the jets have in their secondary and they just left them out there. Yep. Go all that cushion. <laughs> so dude, it was an amazing sequence, right? So I'm, I've got red zone on, right? And so I watched. Did they stay on it the whole time? No. Or did so they it, bounce back and forth? They were bouncing back and forth. Oh, so I'm watching Lord. this, right? From a Bills perspective, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd love for the Jets to win this game. I don't want them to get Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Bomb to Henry Ruggs, right? All right. All right. Whatever. Then I go on to the next game. It's Colts, Texans. I'm like, man. Would really to see, like to see the Texans pull really this off. Really love to see the Texans pull this <laughs> off. You know, put the put the Dolphins down the draft order, and it's the damn fun. consecutive <laughs> place. Um, like, what the hell's going on here? It's my karma. So I'm watching Miami as this game is unfolding, and like, I kind of got it up on my phone. I'm looking at like the the drive summary thing, and. I see that the the Raiders are down in the red zone. And we go, oh, here we go. They're going to choke it. And then they don't get it on fourth down. And I'm like, oh, my God, they need, like, what, one first down, and they're going to win the game? And naturally, they didn't do any of that and just got the ball back. And everybody starts, uh, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, Jets, Jets, Jets. And I'm like, oh, how did they? So then I immediately, like, went out of my way. Because I don't know if you knew this, but uh, yesterday's Miami's-Bengals game was, like, the longest freaking regulation 60-minute football. It wasn't over till like 440. Right, right. Because Cincinnati decided they wanted to come to a backyard brawl instead of play a football game, but that's neither here nor there. I didn't realize there was such a chippy rivalry there between the Bengals and Dolphins. Well, I what guess name it was chippy. You, I guess you got to figure, you know, they both started at the same spot. They were both bad last year. They both drafted quarterbacks and hired coaches in the same cycle. And one of them watches uh, the other team actually be good at playing football. And the other one's complete trash in a, a poverty franchise. So, so it's probably pretty to, hard to get in their feelings. And what's that got and, to do with Xavier Howard and Tyler Boyd? You no, know, Tyler Boyd's in his feelings. Watching a bad team turn into a good team, and he's sitting here playing for Zach uh, Taylor, who doesn't hey, know which way is up. He signed. He signed that new deal. He did. So he did. He, he wants to be there. Congrats. So the Jets. I mean, this was almost really interesting. You had the Jets leading late over Minnesota, mm-hmm. or excuse me, the Jaguars leading late over Minnesota. The, the Jets obviously were probably what ninety nine percent win probability, and then they wound. But the up Raiders posted it. The he Raiders posted the win probability chart. <laughs> so Jeez, we man. we hope you buckled up. <laughs> Jeez. So the Jets uh, the rest of the way at Seattle at Rams Browns Patriots. There's no wins there, right? 
They're not going to Seattle or the Rams and winning. No. The Browns, we'll talk about them later. And then at New England, did you see this stat about – I know this isn't part of our script today, but did you see this, this statistic about um, the Chargers, Patriots, and the four times that the Patriots punted the personnel issues that the Chargers had? I saw this tweet, but I didn't have time this morning to stop and read yeah, it. We're going to right now. The Patriots punted four times. The Chargers men on the field on the four punts. 11. Good job, right? That's yep. That That is the required number of players to have on the field. The next time 10. Not good. They got it, though. They, the next time 12. 12. Yep. They sent two guys out to fill the one vacancy. Yep. <laughs> back to 10. Goodness. <laughs> they went back to 10 on the fourth one. <laughs> Oh, Anthony Lynn, you got to go, brother. And I think they gave up a couple of special team scores, right? Well, yeah, they were, they were kicking a field goal at halftime with like three seconds left in the half that got blocked and returned for a touchdown. It's unbelievable how inept you And they had a, a punt return. Yeah, if you're bad on teams, Bill Belichick is going to eat you alive. Yeah, so the, they had... Um... Cam Newton had less than 100 yards passing and won 45 to right. nothing. Right. They had a, well, 45 to nothing! Gunnar Oslowski, 70-yard punt return for a touchdown and a 44-yard return of a blocked field goal. How about Gunnar Oslowski with two touchdowns in this game? Good for him. Yeah, I guess. The two quarterbacks in this game combined for 129 passing yards, and they won by 45. Excuse me, 126. I I don't mean to be, you know. Don't sell them short. Please. 126. You got to account for the four yards of lost yardage for sacks. So 130. And they yeah. won by 45. Has it ever happened? Has an NFL team ever had two offense? Wait, this has got to be an amazing statistic. Has an NFL team ever won with 150 or less yards passing and only two? Oh, they had four offensive touchdowns. I'm, that was coming off the rails. So uh, never mind. Never mind on that. How did I, you get from two to four? Because I didn't see that they had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, so it was going to sound really good in my head, but um, it didn't work out. It's okay. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off settings. With over 300,000 partners in the United States, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left right at your door. Right now, our listeners can get 5 bucks off and zero delivery fees on their first order of 15 bucks or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDON. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDON. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDON for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, so Kyle, I don't know if you saw this, Chris. This NFC playoff race is getting pretty dicey. And look, I want to like tell on myself here, and I think Kyle agreed with me. There was a point in time recently where we were looking at the NFC playoffs. Yeah, we're like, it's chalk. It's the Cardinals. Can't, yep. ima- can't imagine this being anything else. 
This this is it. This is going to be the seven teams. Not sure which order, but it'll be these seven teams. Well, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the sixth seed are seven and five. And then the seven, eight, and nine, they all have six losses. Minnesota six and six, Arizona six and six. The the 49ers are five and six. They play Buffalo tonight. I think there's a reasonable chance they win that game. You could have three teams at six and six tied for that seventh seed. So and then you yeah. have two teams at five and seven behind them. Right. You're right. Yeah. I, I'm overlooking Chicago and Detroit. Uh, and I shouldn't even Washington. I mean, they could, if they win tonight, if they beat Pittsburgh, which they still have to play the game, they'll be right in it too. So it's not chalk. You got to play all the games. That's the big like lesson, right? Is like Seattle. Seattle is at home facing the giants and they lose 17 to 12. To Colt it's McCoy. Like, nope. It took to a backup quarterback. Nobody in their right mind was ever going to pick the Giants to win that game. And I guarantee you, the rest of the way, there's going to be two games and outcomes like that every single week. That it's like, what in the hell happened here? I looked up and it was 17 to 5. And I'm like, what? Yeah. It's just. Very difficult outcome to wrap your head around, and I know we're going to talk about the Browns later, but that was another game, Joe, where it's like, could you see Cleveland squeaking it out? Yeah, and they only won by six, or they won by a touchdown. But they were up 31 points. Baker Mayfield, 300 yards and four touchdowns in the first half. So every single week, we are going to get these oddities. And um, if I were a Bills fan, you, I would be pissed that the NFC playoff picture has formed and shaped up the way it is because you know that's the messaging from Kyle Shanahan this oh, morning yeah, yeah. as San Francisco gets ready to play. You know, we've been dealt the shit hand. Uh, we've had to climb climb up up the hill with injuries all season long. Well, guess what? You're a half a game out of a playoff spot. Right. Yeah, that'll be wonderful motivation for them. I, I mean, I I think in the NFL, you, there shouldn't take much for you to get up and compete your ass off every week. Uh, Buccaneers and Vikings play next week. That's a big one, huh? Seven That's and five fun. versus six and six. That's fun. Bucks coming out of the bye. You, you you feel like that should be one they can handle, but still gonna play it. Right? Still gonna play the damn right. game. Right. It, it, Arizona's a hail mary away from what a four game skid here. Yes. Just completely gone off the rails. No, we we were a month ago today. We were talking about. Cliff Kingsbury and his offense. And we were talking about how Kyler was in the MVP race and none of those things exist anymore because they, they looked bad uh, against the Rams. They had the, the long touchdown by Dan Arnold early in the game. And other than that, they look like a wreck for the vast majority of the game. So Chris Schubert, former morning radio host in, in the Phoenix market, Mm-hmm. What, what, Chris? What, what do you have for us on this on this Cardinals team? What thoughts? I know you have thoughts. Well, they had the door in for the playoffs slightly open with everybody else trying to peek through. The Arizona Cardinals yesterday they decided we'll do construction. We'll take the door down. We'll invite everybody into the house. That's what they did yesterday against this Rams team. I haven't been a fan of Cliff, you know, since he's gotten here. I, I have questions about some of the in-game decisions that he's made. 
I have questions about some of the discipline. I know Kyler's body language on the sideline has been a problem at times. And for people who don't watch Cardinal football all the way through, Kyler sometimes gets frustrated when plays don't go his way. He kind of gets animated on the sidelines. It's sometimes not a good look. And yesterday you saw that happen with other players. So discipline's a huge problem there. And look, this team is just not constructed to be a playoff team. Kyler was able to mask a lot of their problems in the early part of the season. Their defense is still not great. They don't have Chandler Jones. They basically have one offensive weapon in DeAndre Hopkins, and the last four games he hasn't gotten over 60 yards receiving. So they have a lot of problems that they're still working through in year two, and now they've invited everybody else. Minnesota, who's getting hot. San Francisco, who's getting hot. Washington, who if they win tonight, are kind of on a stretch. You're inviting these teams back into the mix. They have opened the door, and with games against the 49ers and Rams still on their schedule, I don't like this team's chances right now. Yeah, so it's at Giants. They host the Eagles and 49ers finish at the Rams. I mean, that looks like two and two to me. That looks eight, like an eight and eight year. You can't even say you feel good about at Giants after the Giants just went out to Seattle and beat Seattle. Right. Yeah, well, hey, orange real- slices and cell phone breaks, brother. <laughs> real Can't- quick, real quick. I know we're talking uh, Browns next on the show, but this became apparent to me in the TDM Premium Slack. Um, anybody who's a member of TDM Premium gets access to the expert forum in which there's about a thousand football fans that just talk football all day, every day. Did we know that the Penn A Sewell Bowl is next week as well? So oh. it's is it Cowboys versus uh Bengals? Yes. Oh, and it's Dalton revenge game, right? Right, right. So I realized this last time. night and I said, Oh my goodness gracious, like this is <laughs> low-key one of the more juicy matchups of the week next week, just because I love watching bad football teams play against each other with like things to lose if you win the game brother that, that has <laughs> been so the last 20 years of our lives you know what i mean yeah yeah the dolphins we be... were in that game last year in the joe burrow bowl i remember well if the bills lose this game they'll be picking six and that they win it'll be 11 and i'd rather pick six but it's week 15 when it's hard to root against your team um yeah that's interesting because you feel like that should be the like sprint to the podium scenario if if correct he's on the either board one of either those teams, teams. yeah Especially you bring back Dak off of injury. Don't uh, don't deprive him of a blindside protector. Yeah, I don't know. Tyron Smith, when he's healthy, is still very good, but it's a Dallas problem. And Dallas has some very difficult cap hurdles to clear. And Tyron Smith is really, honestly, one of the very few contracts that they could save money with by parting with him next yeah. offseason because they gave out all these big money contracts within the past eighteen months. Like you're gonna have more dead money trying to get rid of Jalen Smith and Ezekiel Elliott. Not that they would get rid of Amari Cooper, but like all those players to Marcus Lawrence, you would end up owing more against the cap by moving them via trade or cut than what you would currently be scheduled to pay against the cap. And Tyron Smith, even he only saves you like eight million. San Diego scouts left tackle Tyron Smith That's and, true. and he's yeah. in our facility, our world-class facilities, and he's getting right. Don't anybody worry about mm-hmm. Tyron Smith. Kyle's got him on the rolling, you know, the thing that you're always on. Every the time foam roller. You. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So whether you're looking for a healthy snack 
a breakfast on the go, something post-workout, or just like delicious things, Built Bar can fill the void for you. And best of all, Built Bar doesn't just taste good, it blows the nutritional facts of your typical protein bar out of the water. It's got 200 calories per bar or less, up to 20 grams of protein per bar, 18 delicious flavors to choose from, and one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of your typical protein bar. So if you're looking for a change-up in your diet, visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you can save 20% off your next order of Built Bar. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, to save 20% and find out what all the fuss is about for yourself. Cleveland so Browns? The Cleveland freaking Browns are 9-3. and three. I was watching a video earlier today on uh, ESPN, and they were talking about uh, playoff probability. Dude, they're like 87. 97%. Is it 97? I right, believe I it was 97%. It's high. And, and folks, this is a team that has been <laughs> without a playoff appearance in 17 years. There's, I can I can tell you about that. It sucks. You starting to once it's at seventeen and it's getting into eighteen. There's a lot of jokes about whether or not it's going to start smoking cigarettes, right? You know, or going to be able to register to vote, you know, things like that. If it's going to make it to being able to drink in a few years, and yeah, you start these it, renting a car. I think happens at twenty five, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so the Browns looks like they're they're going to tie the Bills here. They're not going to go eighteen. Uh, they they some, some stuff would have really have to fall. Uh, against them to not make it nine and three with big win over over Tennessee the game was 38 to seven at halftime winds up being a 41 to 35 finish but give, give I mean this is a key AFC battle here and and the Browns went out took care of business four touchdowns from Baker Mayfield 334 passing yards pretty good day running the football like they normally do they contain Derrick Henry and they poured it on big time win for the Browns do you hear what Cowherd said last week at the end of the week no he was like, "This, this is Baker Mayfield's career. No, career on the, on the yep on the plane home from this game. They are going to make a decision, and they might not say anything, but they will internally make a decision on whether or not Baker Mayfield is somebody that they can win with. So Baker, shut me up, Baker. You got to shut me up. You got to show up this week. No excuses. You got to win the football game. You can lose a close game, but you look at it and and see the Browns. They played against the the Ravens, and they got." blown out and the Steelers they got blown out you you can lose this football game Baker but you cannot get blown out so you got to show up and like well Colin I think he heard you because he had 300 yards and four touchdowns at halftime so people like Colin Cowherd their objective is to move discussion along yeah, right? stir shit up and, yeah. and that's what he's doing and now he's got a hell of a thing to talk about I said on Friday that Baker Mayfield's career was on the line in this game, and he answered the call. And so for one more week, they can continue with him as the starting Right, right. Well, and no, then, he, but, he said usually when people, when when companies decide they're done with you, they usually make that decision about a year before they actually cut you. So he wow. was suggesting that, like, you know, the, you might pick up little hints here or there along the way, but um, that this was the apex of the Baker Mayfield trajectory that he was either going to sell that he could be a franchise quarterback or he wasn't and that they were going to start to sow the seeds of of change over the next year and then potentially move on from him after next year. 
Remember this game last year, week one, uh, Titans, Browns, everyone. It was the big hype year with the Browns, Freddie Kitchen. Yep. They just signed OBJ. And they got and the punched Titans, in the mouth. 43 to 13. Brown said, yeah, bet. Right. There you go. Flash, let's let's try this one again. And um, you, you think about that stuff with with college because um, you hear you hear it in the coaches. They'll they'll talk about, you know, I, I, I Dave Doran always did this at NC State. If you like talking about how they uh, the team beat them last year and how they how they they held on to that all year and they couldn't wait to have another chance against against the opponent. Here, I have to believe that that was a talking point for for uh, Kevin Stefanski this week. Like, don't you want your revenge on these guys? And and they went out and did it. Um, I I like the Brown script in a lot of ways. I think there, I think there's some good things going on here. That you know, I think Baker's been week to week inconsistent, but they've been able to rely on this this ground game. They have a good tackling defense. Miles Garrett's a, a really nice playmaker for them on the defensive line, and they're you know they're dangerous. What is interesting, and maybe it's only interesting to me, you know what the Browns' plus-minus is this season? I don't. They're minus 15. <laughs> They're 9-3 and three football team and minus 15. They have scored 306 points, conceded 321. Granted, a couple of those, those bad ones uh, came early in the season. Uh, they gave up 38 in a 38 to six loss to Baltimore week one. They gave up 30 in a win uh, against the Bengals in week two. Uh, let's see. They gave up 38 in a win at Dallas in week four, uh, but they won that game. They scored 49 points in that football game. Uh, and then they lost 38 to seven at Pittsburgh. So yeah, they, they've given up. 76 points and scored 12 in games against Baltimore and Pittsburgh thus far this season uh, and scored 13 in those two games. So I guess that is the discrepancy. Now, what's real interesting is the Browns play the Ravens next week. Yeah, big revenge game for them. We'll see if they can pony up. We'll see if they do the same thing, right? We want to reconcile this loss over Tennessee. You get the same year to do it against the Ravens. And this, like, look, I hear you on the point differential. That's I think people value that differently um i think you spin it how you want to based on your perception of the team I, i'm not saying you did that because you didn't i mean you didn't sit there and use it to affirm or deny anything it just isn't an interesting talking point but i think you can choose to be concerned about it or not based on you know your your appetite for this team but kyle they've won five of the last six games right and, and i mean i know that there's not a lot of like statement quality wins they barely beat the jags by two they beat the Tennessee, uh, the Texans by three. They beat the Bengals by three. But didn't they winning. scrap out that Eagles game too? They did. It, it was yeah. close, late one score game. Uh, I mean, they beat the Colts by ten, which is a good win. That's a quality win. But I mean, I, I I understand that a lot. Like how you win is more predictive of future wins, right? It's more mm -hmm. more important than the fact that you did win. And when you're talking about sustainability and, and being able to continue to win at the rate that you need to, to, to achieve your goals. Uh, but they're winning. And so they've got the Ravens in Cleveland at the giants, at the jets Steelers. That's at worst two and two, right? Dude. I want to know what they do. I'm assuming they win both New York games. They're both in New York, whatever. That's I assume those are both win. 
do they get swept? By the Ravens and Steelers? Yeah. Yeah, and they can still go 11 and 5. I understand that, but I'm asking yeah. you what you think is oh, going to happen. Yeah, predictively, I think they lose the Ravens, beat the Jets and Giants, and lose the Steelers. Why do what you think they- they'll lose to the Ravens? I don't, I, I, because Monday night football in I Cleveland, think, I think the Ravens are a team that has so much to prove right now, right? Like they're not in the playoffs right now. They're not close to being the team that they thought they would be this year. So I think I expect them to come out and be able to meet expectations in a game like that because their backs against the wall. And I trust the leadership of that football team. Yeah. Baltimore better get it right this week on Tuesday against Dallas. Because they got a short week, huh? A yep. Short week into that that Cleveland game. They feel like they're about ready to bust at the seams this year. If you, I keep forgetting, we have two more football games this week to to get to. We, we have, have three, three more. Three, football three. Games. Yeah, three. yeah, we have two three. two tonight and then one tomorrow. Lord, Washington, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas, Baltimore. My upset pick here is the Bills because for some odd reason the <laughs> Bills <asked>. are. <laughs> Fucking underdogs against San Francisco. I can but. tell you exactly why they're underdogs. Listen to today's lockdown bills the last 20 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I think it's a terrible matchup for the bills. I have great apprehension about this matchup, but that team's different with Raheem Mostert. And I mean, they're wide zone horizontal spread. I mean, just yards after catch with Ayuk and Samuel, the bills defense doesn't tackle. Well, I don't think they're great with run fits either. So, and then defensively, they have a very smart back seven, uh, and Josh Allen's going to have to show patience and be willing to hit throws with anticipation against zone coverage and not get too greedy on primetime against his childhood team. I don't know. I have great concern about all of those mm. things coming together. Well, the bad news is you just spoiled the last 20 minutes of Locked On Bills, so now <laughs> no, nobody has to go back and listen to that. So, Well, so Miami could very well be – Tied, tied right at eight and four. Did you see this statistic that came out though? Which it didn't. I could not believe this is true. Uh, very reputable Bills reporter Thad Brown. No, this is true. I've known this for two weeks. So the Bills have already clinched uh, yeah, they, all of the tiebreakers over they, Miami. Uh, yeah, I've known for two weeks that you Miami cannot finish better or with a tied record with the Bills and win the division. They have yeah, yeah. to be team better, outright better. So. Yep. Yep, because I saw it's all okay. I started doing scenarios um, after the Chargers game in week 10. And I'm like, well, after the Dolphins Chargers game. Yeah, after the Dolphins Chargers game, like, well, shit. Okay, so then you start looking ahead. And um, yeah, it was, I knew that the Dolphins had to be better than a game, had to catch the Bills and be a game better than them over the final five games between that and week 17. Yeah. You had to be plus one on Buffalo going into that game and then win. Did not know that until I saw this tweet, which gave me a collective exhale. But are you ready for the Patriots to ruin one of our seasons? No, I'm not. I'm 100% not. And I'm not even rooting for that. No, they're going to. No, 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 no. Because – they play us both. That's, those are games that happen. That's what I mean. They play us both. They're going to beat one of us and ruin our season. No, Bills and Dolphins are both going to play us. <laughs> no, I'm not listening to this madness. 
I'm just saying I can I can totally see it playing out where Patriots stealing one of those games is going to be the difference in the AFCs this year. So let's look at the, the the Patriots remaining schedule. They just trounced the Chargers. They go to at the Rams, at Miami, Buffalo, and the Jets. Well, damn! And, I wish the Jets wasn't part of this. And by the way, the Rams uh, is Thursday night this week in LA. So go Rams, go Rams. Yep. Then go Dolphins. Go Bills. Don't, don't you say it, Joe? Don't you say it? And then go Jets. No, don't, guys. <laughs> no. What if, dude? What if this would not happen? There's, what if a Jets dub in Week Seventeen? Puts the Patriots out of the playoffs and puts both built Buffalo and Miami in. Like, I don't know. Uh, Pat's probably going to drop this Thursday game, right? Yeah, and they'll be six and seven. Offensively, I just they have such a hard time running the ball or, or passing the ball, and the Rams' defense is playing elite right now. They're playing really good football defensively. So I it'll probably be a low-scoring game, but like New England, consecutive games in Los Angeles, two games in five days. Like, I really struggle with New England successfully pulling out a 2-0 stretch in that period. Cam Newton in his the last three Patriots wins has thrown for 69-84 and 118 yards. In their last loss, he threw for 365. Throw the ball. Or you mean don't throw the ball? No. If throw the right, ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Just put it on Newton's shoulders. It'll, it'll be fine. They're never hurt. So, geez, Joe. It's <laughs> dark. Got real dark. We're done. We're shutting it down before we get any more off the rails. Uh, Yeah, what, what do we want to do about uh, – Takes on takes tonight, guys. There's so, two Monday night games. Yeah. So Shuby and I, before you, we we were a little early today. Yeah. And no. Him and I were him and I were talking, and we <laughs> we thought it would be good to just do takes on takes tomorrow pregame Tuesday night football and not compete with uh, the you know the finish. Oh, so we'll do a normal show Tuesday tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. And then do yep. So we're okay. live Tuesday and Thursday this week at seven thirty. Not tonight. Okay. Let's make sure we push the socials. So nobody, nobody comes showing up and ringing the doorbell with their their pregame stuff. No, no, remember, the, the Cardinals knock the door open. Everybody can just come on in. So you just come on in, make room, find a spot on the couch. Hey, and that's why, Cliff, that's why Cliff showed us his living room during the draft. He wanted yep. to let everyone yeah. know. Here's everybody in. Whenever you want to come, pass us in the standings. You, you know, <laughs> come sit here. Come sit by the fire. Bring your parting gift. Yep. So Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Shuby Schubert, Draft Dudes Podcast, signing off. We hope you guys have a great Monday, and we'll talk with you all tomorrow.